This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios. Speak and be heard. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communications experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide format printing for signs, as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? You better visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise or call 208-IMPRINT. That is 208-467-7468. Welcome to the Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs Podcast, a show about how to succeed in business while creating a balanced and healthy life. I'm Ashlyn Cubison, an entrepreneur who went from successful real estate broker to published author, all while running three businesses. And I'm Lindsay Young, the founder of Lindsay Lives Well, a holistic nutrition and lifestyle brand, NSCA strength and conditioning specialist, and ITN nutrition coach. If you're an ambitious dreamer, get ready for some simple and actionable strategies. Let's get started. Hello, friends. Ashlyn and I are excited to be back for another episode of the Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today, we are talking to you, multi-passionate creatives and entrepreneurs out there. Now, if you're a single business and income stream kind of gal, please stick with us. At some point in your career, there will probably come a time when you need to expand or you want to make a shift or even add another income stream. And this podcast will help set you up for success and help you avoid some of the mistakes that Ashlyn and I have made. I'm so excited for this because I feel like this episode is what I wish I would have had like five plus years ago when I was really starting to branch out and brand myself as a diversified or multi-passionate entrepreneur. And if you're a multi-passionate entrepreneur, then chances are you can relate to a feel the feeling of feeling like a hot mess or feeling scattered at one point or another. And I used to joke about this all the time with people in my life, but the truth is, is I really have felt that way in my career where I just felt like, oh my gosh, I'm such a mess. And if you're at that stage right now, I just want you to know that you're not a mess and that the feeling is totally okay and it's common. Okay, so Ashlyn, I've heard you call yourself a diversified entrepreneur before, and I've been curious, is that different from multi-passionate, or why do you use that term diversified? (laughs) So no, it's basically the same thing. I just, I kind of use them interchangeably. I sort of came up with the term diversified when I was in this like season of focus and shift in my business. Multi-passionate never really felt like just right for me. And I was forcing myself to get clear on my messaging. And I often like my brain thinks a lot in business terms and diversify is a common business term. And since a lot of my income streams and my passions are extremely different from one another, I kind of came up with diversified entrepreneur and it just felt right for me. I 
you know, I don't know how much that will stick with other people, but that's why I kind of use those uh, two interchangeably. Got it. Okay. So you love, you know, I love all the details. I love the minutia. So if someone asked you to define what diversified entrepreneur means, how would you sum it up in a sentence or two? Or what does that term really mean to you? Well, I'm always happy to give you the details. You know that, but I will try to condense my definition because sometimes I'm a little long-winded. So to me, a diversified entrepreneur is someone who doesn't want to pursue only one passion. You know, they don't want to fit inside that box. They desire multiple income streams and they're probably like a little bit like me where they're just a tad stubborn and are totally okay rebelling against the popular business advice that you have to niche down in order to be successful. That's so funny because <laughs> I know I've heard that advice so many times and I just love that you're, you're like, nope, that's <laughs> not an option for me. Like I refuse to niche down and only choose one. I'm determined to be diversified. <laughs> <laughs> so now I know that there are a lot of people who maybe think that they're diversified, but the truth is they're just easily distracted or they just have a whole lot of ideas. So does this really mean that you're multi-passionate or what's the difference there? Well, not necessarily. So the way I look at multi-passionate or diversified entrepreneur is you don't just have a ton of ideas. You know, they probably feel like there's something really missing in their life if they try to cram themselves into that box if they try to just niche down they feel like something is missing and even though it's more acceptable in the business world they just never feel like almost right in their skin if that makes sense so we can be distracted by ideas I'm distracted by ideas quite often, but there's a difference. When my idea comes from a place of passion or where I feel like, oh my gosh, this is such a need for people out there and I need to get this out to the world, it actually comes becomes like a heavy burden where it will pop up continually and you just can't, you can't kick this idea or this thought or new offer or business or whatever it is and you just... You don't become obsessed with it, but your mind just will keep revisiting it and it doesn't stay the same. It also will grow and evolve and turn into more. And it's like you're brainstorming inside your head. And that's really when I think that those ideas are more so multi-passionate entrepreneur ideas. Now, if you're just easily distracted and say, you know, you just saw something and you think it's a great idea or you saw something shiny, that's a little bit different where that could still be a passion of yours, but maybe it's a hobby or maybe it's something you just like to do, but it's not necessarily something you want to work on, dedicate yourself to and turn it into an income stream. I like what you said about it being a heavy burden because I know in my life I've had plenty of ideas, but like when I already had a six figure full time job that kept me very busy and I could not shake that heavy burden of wanting to do something else. Like I totally resonate with that where it feels like this, this something that God has just placed inside of your heart and you can't help but dream about it and meditate on it. And when you close your eyes and go to sleep at night, that's what your thoughts turn to. And when you imagine what your future is like, that thing is in your future. I think that that's like when God places that type of a dream in your heart, those are worth paying attention to. And sure, you'll come across a ton of ideas in your life, but 
really being able to discern like, okay, this is, this feels different because it feels more like that heavy burden. Like I can't help but want to birth this to life. Yes. Um, so, okay. Question here. Cause again, you know, I like the details. So <laughs> if you have a day job that you love, you know, working for someone else and then also a side hustle or a business that you're working on and creating that you also love, would you still categorize that as being a diversified entrepreneur? So I think it's really up to the person. Personally, if somebody asked me, like you just did, do I classify you diversified? Yeah, I absolutely do. Because you have two specific things that you love, that you care about, that you're making an income on. But it's really up to the person to decide if that's something they want to classify themselves as and if it feels right to them. Got it. Okay. Um, in your experience, is there anything multi-passionate entrepreneurs or business owners should be cautious about? Well, of course. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's probably quite a few, but I will touch on the one that I think is the biggest. So one of the main things that I urge you to be cautious on is about just running away with your ideas quickly. You know, Lindsay kind of touched on it already, but you really want to make sure you're using discernment to, and you need to get to know yourself intimately before jumping into a new idea or business. So what I mean by that is you need to know like your, you know, kind of where you're at in your life. So there's some questions you can even ask yourselves like, is there something not going right in one of your businesses right now? And is that why this idea is coming up? Is because you're feeling unsettled in a business you already have. And instead of maybe digging into it or putting in the work there, you're just trying to start something new because that might feel better. Or are you like me? This is totally what I'm guilty of. Is like, are your businesses finally at a really great place? Are they running smoothly? But you're a total adrenaline junkie like me and you love startups and so you're just excited and you're feeling or you're just feeling bored and you're you want that excitement of implementing something new starting something new and if that's the case then what I challenge you to do is try to implement this new idea into one of your existing businesses or offerings and that will help you a ton and another thing is just to really sit in with your ideas long enough and check in with like how everything is going in your life personal too. And just be sure to consider all of the options before you take off running. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Um, in some of the, this is so fascinating when you were talking about, um, you know, like getting to know yourself intimately and using discernment is I was thinking about how the female cycle. Okay. We're going to talk about hormones for a second here. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> So we go through different phases as we're going through our different, uh, through our four menstrual phases throughout the month. And there are certain times of the month where we're, we're really primed for new ideas and brainstorming. And then there are other times of the month where we're a little bit more um, like inward and reflective. And I would be so curious if you have ideas that kind of come and go and you're wondering, okay, is this something that I'm just being distracted by, or is this a viable option? Or do I believe in myself enough to pursue this? I think it would be really interesting to track when you, like, when is that idea coming up? Is it coming up again at the same part in your cycle every month? And are you then getting discouraged and having doubts at the same time in your cycle every month? And I think you could, I mean, 
kind of in working with your female cycle realize like, oh my goodness, no, this really is a viable idea. It's just that I'm getting caught in kind of this negative pattern where I'm doubting myself at the same time of every month. Therefore, I'm never getting to a point where I really want to launch this. So that's sorry. so good. Side no, note. <laughs> I feel like that's so smart. And that's another way to really get to know yourself because like I know that there's a couple days every single month where I get kind of pretty down and I just feel like bleh about everything and like everything's just bleh. And so I don't make any decisions during those days because I know I'll just be like, cut, cut. I don't want you get out of here. And so it's not a good time. So definitely make sure you are in tune with your body. Yes. And that type of self-knowledge is so powerful. Um, okay. So let's talk about three struggles that multi-passionate and diversified entrepreneurs struggle with. (laughs) And we have three solutions to help ease those struggles. So give us the first one. Can I just say struggle one more time? Here we go. We're on the struggle bus. (laughs) So number one thing that I think that a ton of multi-passionate entrepreneurs and business owners really struggle with is prioritizing. And Sometimes we are either insecure about coming off as a flake or we just are perceived as being a flake. And look, I get it because being creative and having like that entrepreneurship drive pushing you through life, it sometimes excuse me, sometimes causes us to get really excited and we hop around from project to project. And sometimes you just feel like there's something seriously wrong with you. You feel like, oh my gosh, am I even doing this right? And you might be feeling like, okay, what business do I focus on first? How much time does each business get? And this is like such a simple solution, my friend. You really just have to know which one is like your bread and butter or your main course and which jobs or businesses are your appetizers and your desserts. I don't know why I just use food analogies. Either I'm hanging out with Lindsay too much or I think I might need to eat lunch, but it's okay. <laughs> I love, I, I'm here for the food analogies. Okay. It's good. <laughs> so you just need to know what your main focuses are and you don't necessarily have to prioritize by income. You can also prioritize by passion. So passion can be your number one if you're in a financial situation where you aren't needing that income right now. So, okay. I love that analogy that you gave with the, with the food, right? Like your main course, you know, what your appetizers are, what your desserts are, because you would never expect your dessert to be like your main course, right? I think then we're setting the expectations a little bit differently, right? And you're not trying to get the same thing or the same results from your different parts of the meal, you understand that appetizer, it's going to be a little fresh. It's going to be a little light, but the main course is where things get meaty and more dense. Um, So I I very much appreciated that analogy. Well, good. I'm glad it landed well. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, when I prioritize, and, and this is what I did when I had my real estate business, I just... Lindsay's teaching me how valuable examples are. So I figured I would give you guys a quick example of how I prioritized. And so mine went this way. It was real estate business, writing, mortgage company, swimming pool company, and then our online store. And the real estate company came first because I ran that one 100% on my own. And that was my number one source of income. So I had to put that one always at the top of the list. Plus I had deadlines, I had clients expecting things from me. There was no room for me to slack at all in that company. So that was always my number one. So that was like the main course. Exactly, that was my main course. And then, so I don't go in order necessarily here though, because right 
writing is what I would consider my dessert because it was my biggest passion. It is really what filled me up, what I was so excited for. So, you know, I'm always excited for a dessert. So it's definitely number two. And then mortgages were a vital piece to our real estate company. However, I only had to do like back end stuff. I didn't do the loans. My husband's also a broker, so he did that. But because it directly impacted my real estate company, that was also a really high priority. And then our pool company is our oldest business. And we have such solid systems in that one that it really operated pretty efficiently without too much attention needed. And then our online store, it was like my least passionate thing. It is my least passionate thing. We still have it. And so I just, it was always the bottom of my list and that worked out really well for me. So friend, if you haven't done this before, where even if you just have two things you're working on, if you haven't really sat down and written it out and prioritized and grabbed either a pen and paper or your laptop and gotten into it and Give yourself like a little bit of a paragraph. Give yourself some context of why are you putting this one at your priority or at the bottom or whatever. It's going to be such an amazing reference for whenever you feel scattered in the future. So whenever I would feel like scattered or like I'm focusing on too much of one thing, I would recenter myself, come back to my list and be like, okay, these are my priorities, Ashlyn. I love that. I love that a lot. Okay, so our second struggle <laughs> struggle, struggle <laughs> is struggling to focus and get organized. Now that you have your priorities set, which Ashlyn just talked about, it's much easier to get organized once you've had clarity in that area. If you haven't listened to our first episode on finding your focus, I encourage you to go back and listen to that episode, listen to it again, take notes, um, and specifically pay attention to when we talk about how to differentiate between urgent and important. And if you have multiple streams of income, multiple businesses, you're multi-passionate, I know that there is a lot competing for your attention, right? It's like shiny object. You're, you're jumping around all over the place. So you really need to know the difference between doing busy work that makes you feel good because you're actually doing something and being able to anticipate what's next in your business and put energy into the right tasks at the right time. I also think it's helpful to block out time. Time blocking here. Time blocking. Somebody's rubbing off on me. (laughs) (laughs) Block out time to specifically work on like inside of your different businesses or your different projects so that you're not jumping back and forth and you you can really focus on where you are. It's hard on our brains when you're trying to exist in this space of thinking of these, of your different projects, your different businesses. Um, The other day I was kind of, I was in an email zone and I was sending out a list of a, a whole bunch of emails and I had a bunch of beauty counter emails that I needed to follow up with clients and get back to them about color matching. And then I was in between that I was also sending out food quirk emails to my food quirk team and so that was like marketing strategy and then I had other emails that was like check-ins with my nutrition clients and feedback on my meal planning course and my brain just like literally hurt at the end of that hour I felt so scattered and I didn't feel like I had given my best attention to any of those any of those tasks and 
yes, I was, I was in my inbox, but I was having to mentally shift gears so many times. I just know it wasn't my best work. So I really feel like I, I give my best when I'm able to submerge myself in one business or one area of passion at a time. So, okay. Ashlyn. I want to say something on that first. (laughs) Please do. (laughs) I just feel like that. It's so relatable and I feel like it's so encouraging for people to hear that like somebody like Lindsay who has been doing this for how many years have you been doing this? A hundred years. A hundred years. She's been doing this for a hundred years, you guys. And she still will get into maybe like a little bit of a, a bad routine or a routine who maybe maybe doesn't serve her as well as she knows she could do and it's okay but she's able to recognize it now so much easier and I do this too where it's like I put so much effort or time where I jump around too much and I'm like wait let me go back let me take a step back and look at my values my priorities and next time I bet you Lindsay isn't going to do that right Nope. Learned my lesson. (laughs) So I'm just happy though that you share real things because Lindsay and I are still learning all the time. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And that's why I feel like this is helpful information to share because I know if I'm struggling with it, I can imagine that there are other people struggling with it as well. So, okay, Ashlyn, do you have a solution for helping these women who are feeling disorganized? I sure do. (laughs) And I'm excited about this one. So a great place to really organize yourself, especially as a multi-passionate entrepreneur or somebody who owns multiple businesses is a website called ClickUp. So I use this for my companies and it's a really amazing amazing project management site that has taken so much frustration out of my businesses. I love organization and Sometimes I'm not the best at it though. So like I really need a system that's going to help me to see how I can keep everything organized. And I'm able to have all of my content, all of my marketing material, brainstorming, projects, basically everything for my businesses in one place. But they're also organized in different categories, different folders and color coded, which is amazing. And plus they have statuses. So like when I'm drafting, say, say I just drafted my content, it has a status where I can drop down and I can say drafted. And then once it's completed, I can say completed. And I love that in my life. (laughs) Okay. So uh, you've talked about ClickUp a few times in the last week and my like antenna is up. I'm like, okay, seriously, I Clearly, I need to check this out. Um, so t- can with ClickUp, like, is it, does it cost money? Is it a free service? Are there different levels that you can upgrade to? Give me some of the details. <laughs> I use the free service. So okay. there are, so some of their terminology takes a little bit of time to get used to. So don't feel discouraged. They have tons of resources to help you learn it if you need to, or you could just play around in there, but they have what's called like a workspace. And if say, if I wanted more than one workspace, then I would have to pay for it. Mm. But because you can create different folders inside of it and different spaces. So not workspace, but spaces because I can create different things inside there. I'm easily able to organize out. So some of my folders are marketing, podcast, content creation, book, book marketing. Like I have different folders and subfolders inside of stuff. And then I can also create to-do lists and they can have sub subtasks in there. So I use the free one and all that's included in the free service. This is amazing. Now I know what I'm doing this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Easter, kids. Mom's going to learn ClickUp. Happy Um, Easter. (laughs) 
And would you say that, um, cause I know a really popular project management software is Asana. Would you say this, like, does this a similar thing that Asana does? You know, I'm not that familiar with Asana, okay. so I, I don't know. Okay. Well, I just know I need something other than Google Docs because my Google Docs situation is a little, a little out of control right now. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I was using before. So I haven't used ClickUp for like a really long time, um, I was using Google Docs before and I have folders in there and it just, I just felt like, you know, when you just feel like I could be doing this better, somehow Mm -hmm. this can be better. And I really feel like ClickUp has been my solution for that. That's awesome. Okay. And that's why I love learning from you. And I hope that that's why something our listeners are appreciating is that the more like when you're an entrepreneur, especially if you're a solopreneur, it can feel isolating. And sometimes you don't understand all that's out there that's available that could be helpful for you. Things that you could be doing. You're like, well, this Google Doc situation, it's working, but you could be doing things better, more efficiently. Things could be simpler. So that's what I love about having community and having friends, having you. (laughs) Is that it's helpful to know, like to have someone say, hey, this is working really well for me. So just a little plug for community there. All right. Let's talk about our final struggle. Okay. But I'm first going to add one more thing. (laughs) We're just making number too long. I also appreciate, and I hope you guys do too, that Lindsay and I, like, especially I feel like Lindsay, you're just, we're just so open with what we're offering you guys. Like we want to give you everything we know because we don't want you to struggle like we've had to. So that's it. That's all I wanted to say. Be my friend now, guys. I wish wish I'd had me five years ago. (laughs) I know, right? Or I wish I would have had you actually five years ago. That too. (laughs) Okay. So number three, sorry, we went off on a little tangent there, but number three, the final struggle we're going to talk about today is feeling like you're broken or that there's something wrong with you, that you're doing this business thing wrong if you haven't completely niched down and you have one or you have more than one main business focus. So you might be asking me right now, Ashlyn, number one, didn't you already cover this? And two, shouldn't this have been the number one struggle? And no, it shouldn't be. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why, because this is something that you need to focus on after you've prioritized and organized, because you really need all that clarity before you tackle this huge mindset shift. And if you try to solve these things while you're still in that chaotic state of mind and in your chaotic state of business, it's not going to go very well. So you have to have that, that clarity and get through that confusion before you tackle this struggle. Got it. Okay. When you clear that confusion, it makes it easier to then tackle this next part. So, okay. I think it makes a lot of sense why entrepreneurs with multiple businesses or multiple passions feel this way. And there are tons of books and blogs and podcasts and courses and just crazy amounts of info that are being thrown at us in the business world saying that we need to master and focus on only one thing. And for some people, yeah, this works and and that's ideal for them. But being your friend, I know that not only do you have multiple businesses, but that they're all really different. So how did you or how have you continued to overcome that feeling? And what solution can you offer our listeners? So this is where I get on my like little bit of a tough hat, I guess, is like stop putting others' opinions over what you want in your life, over what you know you're being called to do. So I really feel like I am called to do the things that I'm doing. Like I was not created to just be either a nine to five worker or just to have one business or not to chase after other dreams because 
you know, I know I've talked about this before, but I'm an Enneagram five. Well, we think, we think I'm an Enneagram five and I love information. I love knowledge and I love all sorts of like learning different things. So I know that I would never be satisfied if I stayed in one lane. And so believe me, if this is your calling to nurture multiple income streams, it's going to be a lot of work and it takes a lot of dedication, but I know you would not be on this path if it wasn't your calling because it's a lot of work, you guys. And there is like one caveat that I to this, okay? So hear me out because I feel like this might be where I lose people. Is in each of your companies though, I do want you to choose one or two things that you can be known for. And I know this sounds like niching down, but please don't turn this off yet. Your messaging does need to be clear in each business so that your audience and your clients know. So let me give you a simple example of how this looks. When I was in real estate, well, I still am a broker, but when I was actually actively in real estate, I only helped people sell and buy homes. I did not do any rental, any property management, any of that. So it was really clear what I offered. And that's the same thing for your other businesses is to make sure you at least are clear in what you're offering so that you feel good coming off and you feel like you are confident in what you are doing and who you are and what you're offering. And then so your audience also knows. Does that make sense, Lindsay? It does make sense. So you're different the different businesses you have or the different things that you're passionate about, you're still, you're not trying to be everything to everyone within those businesses or those passions. You still have niched down in a sense that you're clear on who you're serving, who your ideal client is and what you have to offer them. Exactly. It's not like we're, we're not, you know, kicking to the curb, all those things I taught you in copywriting. Mm -hmm. Like, no, we are still talking to one person. We still have an ideal client. We still need to be clear on our messaging. And I really think that that is a big struggle that entrepreneurs, multi-passion entrepreneurs have. And it's because we're not, when we're not prioritized or organized, it's really difficult to get that clear messaging of who are we? Who do we serve? What are we doing? And that's where all those feelings of feeling like you're a mess really comes in. Yeah. And so being a, a diversified or multi-passionate entrepreneur isn't just a license to be scattered or to be, to not have done that work of figuring out, you know, niching down and knowing your message. It doesn't mean that you're disorganized and, you know, and all of that stuff, but it really comes down to not ignoring the fact that you have heavy burdens in multiple areas. You're not just a one income stream gal. You don't have one passion, but you still have to do the work that's involved in making sure that all of those different passions can be viable and serve the, you know, what they're intended to do. Yes. So I think that if you're multi-passionate, you have more work to do. I'm sorry, my friend, I'm going to give you the truth because you have to get clear on multiple things, but at the end, you're going to feel so much more fulfilled because you are walking in your calling and you're doing what you know you're supposed to be doing, what you want to be doing, and it's going to light you up. So don't be afraid of the work. Just get to it, get it done, get through it, and then you get to start celebrating. Yeah, and I think that the pain from ignoring your calling is greater than the pain that comes from putting in the work. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. 
So, well, this has been fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we just scratched the surface on multi-passionate, but you know, I felt like we had to talk about it because it's such a huge part of who I am. And I know that there's a lot of other people out there who feel this same kind of like burden or pressure from the business industry. And I just wanted to be the countering voice. You know, I kind of, I, I like to say, I don't like to break the rules. I like to remake the rules. So I'm remaking the rules for you guys and you guys are in good hands. And I hope you guys will be back for the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you subscribe and take just 30 seconds out of your day to leave us a positive review. Come say hi over on Instagram at Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs, and you can find Lindsay at lindsay.lives.well and Ashlyn at Ashlyn Cubison. 